Alright, alright. Welcome to Drop Pass Podcast, bud. Another week, another really exciting episode ahead since just like last week, we have another guest attending the show. So you better prep your popcorn for the next 50 minutes or so. Thank you once again to Colby for his visit in last week's episode. And when it comes to future episodes, I can tell you that we will dwell back into NHL hockey already next week as we take an early look at how the current season has kicked off which teams have struggled more than expected and which teams have had better starts than many expected ahead of the season. But fear not, I'm aiming to include more guests for this season, so hopefully we will have many other voices in the show in the future as well. But since the NHL talk is reserved for next week, I think we can skip the usual chit-chat and head straight to our interview since just like I said, we have an exciting name in the show again this week, so let's just crank on the intro music and head to the introduction of our this week's guest. So, without further ado, let's get going. It's my honor to introduce you to our next guest. A guy that moves like a hot butter on a steaming frying pan and makes skating coaches cream their pants with his effortless stride. This smooth operator was one of the most highly touted Finnish prospects back in the early 2010s and has won every medal imaginable in the junior levels. He had the most points by a defenseman during the 2014-2015 season and got nominated to league's second all-star team while grabbing one silver medal to his trophy cabinet from the U18 World Championships. He was the 141st pick of the 2015 draft by the Columbus Blue Jackets. He has recorded over 120 games in Liga and currently represents the EF Björklöven in the Allsvenskan. This gentleman has the on-ice vision of a falcon, soft hands like a Thai masseuse, and the hockey IQ of Stephen Hawking, if he played hockey of course, while his nightclub lacrosse moves are well known amongst all of his teammates. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome our next guest to the show, ladies and gentlemen, the right-handed man missile from Sweden, number 6, Veti Vainio. Thank you for joining the show, buddy. How's life in Sweden? <laughs> Thank you. That was the uh, greatest intro of all times. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I tried to be uh, quiet in here. But yeah, the first snow came in today in Sweden. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was training day. We have the national team break now. So there's uh, one more practice tomorrow. And then uh, I'm heading back home to Finland for a few days and on Sunday back here to Sweden. Well, it's awesome to finally have you on. And first of all, I need to hear the backstory of your U18 World Championship medal because I heard from a pretty reliable source that there's something to it. So could you clarify on that topic? I actually, I don't know where's the medal, but uh, I, I, I don't actually, I don't remember like what exactly happened, but I'm pretty sure I know who is your source. But uh, I I don't remember what happened to the medal. I have to say. What about the game? How did it the go? Final. Yeah. I played only power plays on like first period, but I was pretty much uh, not playing on that game. But I played a power play, and then they had uh, 
on their PK, there was uh, Matthew Kachak and Austin Matthews playing against me. And I was like completely cold on the bench. And then I played at least one shift on the, on the power play, I guess. We played against a pretty tough team. US was so good. They had amazing players. And, uh, we lost, like I think, 2-1 or something. It was pretty tight still. Like Our goalie was unreal. I think Vehvedainen was unbelievable in that game. But yeah, it was a tough loss for sure. You don't want to lose the finals ever. It's, it's tough. But uh, yeah, not many shifts on, uh, on that game for me. But uh, it, it didn't matter. Like It's finals. So if my role was to be on the bench, it, you'd still want to win. Yeah, you always fill a hole. Exactly. But let's jump straight to it. And as usual, I would like to start this thing from the very beginning. So how did you end up on the ice rink and... What are your first memories related to hockey? Like, is there something attached to your start or was it kind of the basic start where one of your parents took you skating and the snowball started to roll from that point on? I think it was pretty basic, but uh, I, I can't remember if I was four or five when I uh, went to ice rink on the first time to uh, some like local hockey school in Espoo. Like I went there. I skated a bit, but I said right away, like after 10 minutes to my dad, that uh, not, I'm not going to do this. So like it actually took another year before I uh, went next time. And then it was fun. And then the snowball started rolling. But I remember that like when I went first time, it wasn't that fun, I guess, because I wanted to go home almost right away. But yeah. Have you always played defenseman or did you start, for example, from the forward position? I've been playing as forward as well, like when I was younger. But pretty early, I moved to play as a defenseman. Can't remember when, but I, I think I was like twelve or something. But I played uh, as a forward when I was like junior, like super young, some games, and one practice as a goalie as well, but only one. All right. Have you always been also this kind of high-end talent on ice, or did it take time for you to get noticed? I think I was pretty good in juniors. My skating was pretty good right away. I don't know how, but just felt pretty easy for me. So I think in juniors, if you're like really, really good skater, you can score a lot. And like, you can notice those guys, like even, even nowadays, like if somebody is really good skater in juniors, you can see, oh yeah, that guy can skate and he can create so much with that skating. So yeah well it came through the blues junior program and many people who follow junior hockey know that you had pretty stacked teams name wise throughout your junior career with names such as Iikka Kangasniemi, Eetu Koivistoinen, Antti Suomela, Kasper Björkvist, Teemu Väyrynen, Kaapo Kähkönen, Urho Vaakanainen, Eli Tolvanen and many many more so how did you see that experience playing with those guys yourself? Oh yeah it was uh all those years, like from under 16 to under 20, we had great teams like every year. We were playing in for medals like every year. I think one of the reasons it was like, of course, we had great, great coaches, players. But when the, when I was thinking about that, I was like, when the team is doing so good, it's so much easier as an individual to be better. And uh, our rink in Matengula was a tough rink to play against us. That's one of the things everyone is keeps saying, like still, they don't have that drink anymore, but it used to be a 
a tough one for the opponents. Yeah, I can surely say that as well. <laughs> yeah. Probably as highlights, like you said, you ended up winning the U20 gold during the 13-14 season, U18 silver in 15-16 season, and also the U20 bronze right in the middle of those two. So what memories are attached to those three years? Oh yeah, it's always like nice to win. We had such a good team in all of those. And the one thing was like the young really good guys went to play with older guys and then they came back with playoffs some sometimes and it was to help the teams a lot too and it used to be like in under 20 if blues didn't go to playoffs with uh with liga team there was like guys coming to under 20 team and it was like that but it was it was a it was unbelievable time such a good bodies from from those times still and everybody loves winning and uh it was huge for me as a, as a player as well. I was uh, getting better and better all the time with my game. Unity is a big thing in a team, so I can I can totally understand that point of view. And you also, like you said, you develop as a player a lot during those days, and you also earned a whole bunch of individual accolades. For example, most goals, most assists, most points as a defenseman, all-star nomination and whatnot. In addition to all that, we're pretty much unstoppable in the playoffs. So were you high up in the ivory tower at that point or did you feel like there was so much more to accomplish? Uh, no, uh, like I felt I was doing good and I was. But I uh, I actually still knew all the time that I can still be a lot better because I was like mentally not ready at all to play all the time in the highest level. and. Uh, Actually, the season where uh, where I scored a lot of points, I actually think I was benched in like 10 or 15 games, playing none, no shifts. And I still had okay amount of points. And it was only on the right call from our coach to like not to play me because I couldn't handle mistakes that well. And it, it's not good for the team if, if that happens. So I understood that. By the way, I also have to ask this what is the real magic behind that organization's junior development since at least back in those days as we mentioned it seemed like the team was every year stacked to extreme and even some of the younger guys played above their age group so do they like focus on individual development or is there anything special to it at all i don't know how it works like somewhere else but for us it was it was good. We had like many guys went to same school and it was pretty close to the rink. And we had those morning skates together and there was really good coaches on those. It was more individual stuff. Maybe that was one of them. But I think overall we trained like really good off the ice and on the ice too, but especially like off the ice. And uh, yeah, of course it was like such a good players in every, every uh, age class. 95, 96, 97, 98, they were all like really, really good. So I don't know. I think there's nothing like magical, but it just worked for us. And it was like if younger guy was doing good on his team, he went up to play with the uh, older ones. And of course, if you if you go there as an individual, you, you're you going to get better. It's yeah. tougher games. It's stronger guys who you play against. So uh, I think that was one of the reasons too, for sure. And many guys did that, like they played with the older guys. I was one of them. Yeah, it was a 
real pain in the ass because every year it seemed like the team had gotten even stronger from the previous year so there was no no leeway on that sense at all but at least in my papers you were that one blue liner in the juniors who would take over games at turn points just when you wanted and there were only few occasions when you didn't stand out from the crowd and that was probably when you were pinched but did you feel any pressure because of your high status in the seniors? I was thinking about this and I, uh, I didn't feel that much pressure. I just enjoyed it. Like, and when you do that, you don't think that much on the ice. You just play and go with the flow. You know, like it was fun. Every practice and every, every game was fun. And um, I feel like one of the reasons why I didn't feel that much pressure was like there was so many other players in in the age class of 97, 98, 96. But I think they were much better than me. Those guys like Aho, Saariärvi, 98, Laine, Puliärvi, there was so good players coming from those age classes. So I just felt like I'm, I'm good and I'm like one of them who is really good in that age class. But I, I'm, I was just one of the guys on that group. So I was no pressure, I, I think. So just enjoying the game pretty much. Yeah, not always, but we had so good teams. So it was most of the times uh, it was fun. In juniors, it's it's different. Still, like you don't get paid or of course you want to win. And when you have a good team, you might feel pressure. But it's it's different right away when you sign a contract with the men's team or like Liga team or something. It feels different. And it is. Yeah, usually it is much more fun to win than to lose, so I get that point. Um, did coaches ever restrict your game? I heard a story about that, so could you explain it to our listeners? And this tip came from a classified source, but it is related to your former coach, Peetu <laughs> Oh, yeah. He was coaching us in, uh, in junior national teams, but I... I... I'm not sure about this, but I think was like he was saying to me that you're not going over a red line in the whole game. <laughs> you just stay on our side, like because I like to follow uh, and support the attacks, like as a defenseman, join the rushes. So uh, yeah, I actually remember that. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, he told me that, and uh, I did that pretty much. But usually, in in the especially in the juniors in in Espo and Blues, it was like offensively i i was pretty free to do stuff and try different things and uh it was good did you always play with a more defensive partner to compensate on that uh most of the time yes uh but not always it changed but uh i think it's still like that you can't play uh with similar type of player than i like offensive guy but you still you have to know each other like if if another one goes you you have to read the game and like maybe stay back a little bit but I enjoy play both like most of the time yeah I think and in Liga 2 I played with uh, more like defensive guy but it's actually pretty fun to play uh, with uh, offensive guy too especially in the offensive zone like create plays from the blue line it's, it's nice Totally get that. Who were your Robins back in those days? Who backed you in the defensive zone? In in juniors or? Either or. It's shout out time. 
Uh, I played a lot of games in juniors with uh, Anton Nyssanen in under 16 and 18. And then I have to say uh, Eric Audio was my uh, partner in under 20 most of the time. And uh, they both were great. Yeah, those two are definitely the guys who I remember played a lot, like the most games, I think, in juniors, for sure. Yeah, I can remember that Nusenen used to eat a lot of pucks and gave yeah. some stiff cross checks in front of the net. That's, that's what I remember from that guy. Yeah, he was strong and pretty big, but uh, he, was a, he was a good player overall. He, he was making plays also, so it was, it was really good to play with him. Organization-wise, could you see the deterioration within Blues organization back then when you made the jump to Liga before the whole thing was shut down? Or what was the atmosphere inside the team? I think when I uh, I played my first games in the 14-15 season, I played like, I think, two games and one playoff game. When I went there, I couldn't like see anything or it seemed like really good. Was same like when the next season started. Uh, we had a lot of good players, and we started losing a game. And then, like uh, first thing, what I remember was like there was many players leaving the team, like even pretty early. And and in the end of the season, I think we played with the, like a junior team, pretty much. One thing was like paychecks were late, and I remember when we talk about. About those things with the teams, because there was like uh, the guys who really needed that money for uh, for rent and everything, like young players especially. So uh, we made a deal with the team and uh, CEOs and stuff like the money which is coming in, it goes straight to those guys first. And then I remember one thing too was like, there was in the end of the season when we had pretty much a junior team, like we basically played with a junior team, like under 20. So there was some like away games the day before. We didn't know if we gonna go there with our own cars or do we have the bus. Like it actually was like that, and uh, that didn't happen. We got the bus every time, and uh, so it went pretty bad in the end. And it wasn't that nice for no one. But yeah, actually, uh, when we played with the uh, junior team, those Liga games and. Uh, Back in the days, it was. Uh, I remember one good story was we played a away game in Lahti, and on our way to Lahti on the bus, we were thinking about uh, they had uh, one super experienced guy in in Pelicans. His name was Jan Latvala, and uh, we were talking in the bus. He had like at least double amount of the games that we had as a whole team, but I think it was close to like triple almost. That tells something about how young team we had and it was pretty funny we laughed about that in the past i remember that it was it was fun but uh that happened it's sad i still think uh espo needs a team in liga and liga needs that too yeah i can remember it was pretty odd to see like a complete junior a team playing against men in some of the games at the back end of the season but but i i fully support that idea that espo needs a Liga team. Then I would want to talk about your smooth skating because it's hands down the most erotic thing that I've seen on the ice surface. So is it all gifts or did you train differently than others when you were young, skating coaches or anything of that kind? 
yeah my like style or what do you say how how i'm skating it's uh it's maybe a little different than for the many of the others but i was using some skate coaches for some times like but not that much it was like maybe some camps and stuff but I feel like the biggest reason behind my skating is like how much i skated when i was young i was basically with my skates on all the time on the winter i was skating outside during the summers i was going for camps uh, all the time i think that's one of the biggest reasons like how much i have been skating and spending time on the, the ice with, with the skates on but uh, i definitely still think i can be a lot better especially like how you use your like edge on the turns and stuff everyone knows one of the best skaters in the world maybe the best kale mccarr it's unbelievable how he can turn on the ice especially on the blue line and we we, we have this uh this year like individualized sessions like for the defenseman we go like half an hour before on the ice. So I've been working with those and uh, uh, I'm not good in those. It's it's really hard. So I uh, I try to improve still all the time. Have you played any roller hockey or has it always been on ice? Uh, it, it's been on the ice. I played one game for roller hockey when I was young and uh, I have a uh, I didn't have the skates for that. I had like the normal, like not roller hockey skates. I had the brake on the backside for my skates. And I, I got laughed so hard when I when I went there. So that was my only and the last roller hockey game ever. And uh, there was no laces. There was kind of like the fast laces where you can like just zip them in. And that's so that was embarrassing. <laughs> but it's been like in the ice for me. Not that much with uh, rollers. I know many many guys are doing that too. Still, like on the during the summer. Yeah, that's why I wanted to ask. Yeah, but as I mentioned, you represented our junior national team as well. So, what are the most memorable experiences from that scenery? Can you name a certain event, or was the silver year the one closest to your heart? I think it was the under eighteen World Championships, like when we won the silver. That's definitely one of them. Overall, just like I, I felt like I wasn't the best knee in the national team almost ever. I, I remember I had one really good tournament in Czech. Can't remember it was under 16 or 18, but there's a, there's a actually a, it's that tournament where we have a really funny interviews on YouTube from a few of my former teammates. There I played pretty, pretty good. But overall for me, I, I felt like I wasn't that good in national team ever. So unfortunately, didn't reach the ultimate potential with the national team. Yeah, no, definitely not. I I, I don't know reason for that, but uh, I wasn't that good in national team ever, what I feel. But we had great teams too. Like it was it was tough to like play a lot. We had amazing players who did really good in national team too. So, so I'm not happy about it. Was it just another day for you in the office to go to camps with the best players of the age group or did it mean something more to you personally? Of course, you always feel like it's a, it's an honor to go there. It's a privilege to play those games and get the invitation for the tournament. It's it's like a dream when you go there. It's special. And then uh, guys were uh, coming out and in in some different tournaments, but I feel like we had many same guys in uh, many of the tournaments. So get to know those guys from uh, 
like other places too, like from Oulu, from uh, Tampere. I got good bodies from that, those tournaments and the, those times. And it was, uh, it was nice. Can you recall a player that you played against on the international level that really grabbed your attention? I have to say Matthias. He was unbelievable. Barzal was great as well. He was playing in the in the world championships. I think he was really, really good. And then like I remember when Lina came out on our team first time. It was unbelievable. I remember one game he scored like four goals against US and they were like pretty much wrist shots with no screen from the blue line. Like his shot is something else. It was unbelievable. Then we head to year 2015. With the 141st pick of the draft, the Blue Jackets are proud to select Veti Vanya from Espo Blues. What kind of a moment was that for you? Oh, it was it was unbelievable feeling. Because uh, for me, it was like I had some interviews and uh, I was playing good most of the time. But then I had some issues as well. So I wasn't sure if I'm going to get drafted. There was a good chance, but there was a good chance also not to get drafted. So uh, it was a special feeling for sure. Did you follow the draft or how did you get informed about the selection? And who was the first person to contact you from their organization? Yeah, I, I, I followed the draft. Uh, we were uh, on my buddy's uh, cabin and uh, enjoying our uh, weekend there. And then uh, like on the first day, there's a, like only first round. So we watched that a little bit. And then... Uh, from rounds two to four as well, like all my bodies were pumped for me. There was hope for me to get drafted. And then uh, when it happened, first guy who called me was my agent. He was telling me about that. You're you're going to get picked now. And then uh, uh, the first guy from Columbus, I think it was Joseph Boumedien. He was their scout. But yeah, he, he called me. I talked with uh, Villa Siran as well. He's, the, I think, like the head scout of the Blue Chickage. Yeah, it was pretty amazing feeling. You you can say about draft, it's it's once once in a lifetime when it's happened. It's pretty special. Well, you already kind of commented on this, but did you feel like you should have been drafted earlier based on your accolades, or did you know that you were going to drop in the rankings? Uh, I was pretty sure I'm not going to be... Uh, the like first three rounds like i i felt like with my skills maybe yes but just like i've been saying for already a few times like i had issues with myself and handling all the mistakes and it like as a doubt you can see those things when they happen and i couldn't like handle them so i think that was one of the biggest reasons why uh why i dropped because i felt like i was doing good on the juniors and then on the liga as well but uh it was still really nice to get the draft. It's special. Did you have any hunch about who was going to pick you or did it come as a surprise? Like, did you talk to a lot of teams? Yeah, I was, I think I was talking with like maybe 10 to 15 teams. I remember uh, one interview wasn't that great. It was with Dallas. I just, I can't remember what happened. I think there was nothing special, but it just, the feeling was like, nah, it didn't go that well but yeah i remember the columbus interview as well it went pretty good but it was still like super hard for me to say though i kind of like had no clue i i feel like there was a few interviews went like pretty well but it was hard to say so i didn't know so did you attend any training camps with the jackets or did you just play the prospect games 
Yeah, I was a uh, few times in the development camps with uh, like all the draft picks and like I left right away after I got drafted first time. Then year after I was there too. And um, one time I was at uh, exact like training camp. It was like I started season with Despo. I was kind of like the eighth defenseman. So Columbus had like the rookie tournament in Traverse City. There was like four games or something. And I, I went there. It was okay for Espo. It was pretty good for, for everyone like to get uh, games for me and get more like ice time. So I went there, went went pretty well. And I stayed for uh, for a training camp a bit too. And uh, I played one uh, exhibition game against St. Louis with, uh, with the big boys. It was uh, pretty nice. I was actually on the first power play unit on that game. Who did you play alongside? On the power play, it was uh, Tony Milano, Nick Foligno, Ryan Johansson was there, and I guess my uh, on blue line with me was Jack Johnson. Unfortunately, we only got one power play on that game, but we scored, and uh, I got I was like the third assist guy on the on the goal, so it was pretty close. Not a big deal. I think they're like uh, if there's uh, like guys like me. Uh, they want to give maybe one game or something before send them back to youth teams or like back to Finland or Sweden or, or so. It was uh, it was pretty special. It was nice. That year, you also made the jump to Liga as well. So, what was that experience like, and did it take time to adjust to bigger opponents and faster pace overall? I remember when I played the first games. I feel like. Of course, it was tough in the in the corners and the battles were, were like harder. But I, I still think it was almost like easier to play like in juniors. You kind of like just know you have systems as well, but it's more like going all the time. So it was it was easier to read the game. But of course, it, it took some time. Like uh, it, it was still different. Were there any mentors who helped you as you made the jump to league level or? kind of took you under their wing early on yeah we had uh many of those guys uh in in espo we had pretty experienced guys like our captain was kim hirsovic he was good to me we had uh i remember i was a uh, roommate with Oli malmevara and uh i remember i was 16 he was 32 and i was kind of like playing whatever angry birds on my bed and uh Oli was calling his uh his kids so what memories do you have from your first game? I remember I played my first Liga game against Kalpa in Espo. Home game, I played alongside with uh, Mikko Kuka. And he was one of those guys too. He was super nice to me and like tried to help me all the time. Like I was playing in the second power play unit and I, I think we scored one goal like from my shot. I think I get uh, assist on that. But I just remember like... It was a nice game to play because there was like the fans were great. And even from uh, from Kuopio, there was a lot of fans on that trip. I don't know if it was something special, but the like, atmosphere on the rink was, was really, really nice. And it's, of course, it's a big difference compared to junior games with the crowd. But yeah, I was pretty nervous before the game. I, I knew like maybe a few days before that the coach told me you're going to play and I... I was really, really nervous, like all those days. It was like the waiting is the worst. You know? Then you when when you go on the ice and play your first shift, it, you kind of lose all the tension or like being nervous. So 
I'm still, I feel like I'm way more nervous, like before a game, than you, when you go to the warm up, it's gone. But it, I think it's still good to have that like feeling to be a little nervous, not too much, but, uh, I think I play better if I have, have that little bit before the games, it's, it's almost like your body knows you're, you're going to play soon. Yeah. It kind of prepares. Yeah. Did you get your rookie lap? Uh, no, I, I, I don't, I don't remember that. So I think not. I don't know if they do that in Liga. Maybe sometimes do, but uh, uh, I think no, no, I didn't. And uh, one thing what I remember about that game was like uh, in juniors we didn't have like that money on the board thing. Like when you play your first or like uh, if you play against your former team, you put like money on the board to for the if we win, you're gonna pay it for the team. So. Uh, the boys told me about that before the game, and I uh, I put hundred on the board, and we won that game. And I was after the game like, oh, I, I don't have it now. So I called my dad. I was like, Dad, you have to go to ATM right away, and uh, I need the cash now. So he did that. I I I paid to my dad after, and uh, I think all the guys were laughing so hard that I did that because I I thought you have to pay it right away. But of course, it's like 25th of every month. It's like the payday or something. So I kind of learned that the hard way, but that's how it uh, it happened. But it was still good that we won. It was nice. Then after our first full season, you signed a deal with Coco, but also ended up spending time in Mestis during those years. So what that experience gave you and did it drive you to become a mainstay Liga player? Yeah, it was like uh, I had a lot of injuries on that time when I was in in Coco and pretty bad ones too. And for me, it was like I couldn't like get the rhythm. It was hard because I feel like every time I uh, I was doing the rehab and getting better after the injury, when I was pretty much like done, I was ready to go again. Something happened again, and then I can kind of like started again. But yeah, I uh, I remember those. I went to. Uh, Mestis to play in uh, in Kekovanta. and I think the both times when that happened it was like I asked myself if I can go because I felt like I needed those games maybe in, in Coco I would be uh, like seventh defenseman or like play that 10 five minutes whatever but I felt like on that time it was good for me to play like 20 or more and uh, that's what I did in, in Vanta so I think it was really good for me to go there and it, especially when you're young, you need to get those minutes and the role. It's it's super important to get a better player. For sure. In 2018, you moved to Finland's eastern border and suited up for Saipa, but unfortunately during the first year, things didn't go as planned. But the following year, you were fully healthy and racked up 26 points in 47 games. So did you feel like at that point you had turned the page and it was time to once again showcase your full potential? Yeah, it was uh, actually the year before. Still feel like I was in best shape than I uh, I have ever been. I was training so hard and getting ready for the season and I played some preseason games like really good. But then I, I kind of like overtrained and it took a long time to heal from that. Like uh, my heart rate was unbelievably high after like from the stairs it was a long time and still like Saipa wanted to give me a shot and uh that was the first season 
when I was healthy for like almost all all year. So in the beginning, it was hard to get the rhythm and I didn't play that much, but it just like started to went better when I when I got the games. Like after 10 games, I felt pretty good. I was playing a lot and uh, I felt like I was starting to like trust my body and like my skills as a hockey player again. And I still felt like I can be even better, but it was a good start to like be back again, kind of after all the injuries and hard times. So that was uh, definitely okay season for me. I, I was, I needed that on that time. Was it a relief to you that you could prove yourself as well as the others that you still had it and nothing had changed? Or did you all along know that, but weren't just able to show it? I felt like I knew it all the time. If I just can be healthy, I can I can be good. I, I, I felt like I just need those games to get going. Like after you have been injured for a long time, it's like first games they're always like hard to your body and like how you feel from your lungs and stuff and how you react on the ice after the injury so i felt like i can do that but i just need to be healthy did you have the confidence straight from the get-go or did that come along as you played no it came along like when i started of course i had some but of course when you play more and more and you you just see it's it's going better and you get points and you create scoring chances and you like block shots whatever you you build it up all the time and uh i felt like after 25 games or something i was uh i was back with my confidence finally took some time though but better late than never yeah exactly you also clocked up 70 minutes worth of penalties where did those come from? I had to check this up. Like I, uh, I couldn't remember. I was like, it can't be true. Like seventy minutes for me. It's like I, I think I had some big ones for sure. Or like I was talking maybe bad things for the refs and get the uh, big ones. I, I can't remember. I guess I was uh, too slow and I have to flash and hook all the time. <laughs> I don't know. But that's a lot. I hope that never happens again. That's too much for me. Yeah, that really jumped out, and that's why I had to ask. Then the 2020-2021 season was ahead of you, and you started the year with Saipa, but ended up spending the end part of the season with Pelicans. So how did that move come about? Yeah, I started uh, things in Saipa and La Peranda again, and uh, I think I was playing really good in the, in the beginning. Like I didn't score that many points, but I felt like I should have way more like the way I played. And then uh, the COVID kicked in pretty badly. And uh, our coaches, like, uh, I don't know how to say it, but they, they didn't get fired, but something like that. So there was new coaches and my role and uh, ice time went down a lot. I didn't play that much anymore. And then in the end, I felt like now it's time to change and get some new things going. So uh, I heard about chance to go to Lahti and I took it. I, I went there. Unfortunately, I had some injuries mixing up my time in Lahti, but I managed to play some games in the playoffs too. And uh, it was a tough loss to TPS on the first round. But it's tough to lose in the playoffs. <laughs> really tough. Always. Well, after that very decent stint with Pelicans, you were headed to 
a totally new territory as you signed with Swedish Björklöven and represent their team this year as well. So how has Sweden treated you and how would you describe your first season with the team? Oh yeah, it's uh, I've been enjoying my time a lot there. Oh, my as a city, it's, it's really nice. I like it a lot. Everything works well with the team. The organization is great and uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. The first season for me, uh, it was difficult. I felt like when I played most of the games, when I was healthy, I played okay. And uh, I, I like the hockey here. It's different. It's faster. It's, it's different than Liga hockey. Unfortunately for me, it was, uh, it was a big injury in the early of the season. I, I missed a lot of the games. And I came back like a little bit before playoffs started and uh, I got hurt again on the second game of the playoffs and then I knew I was done for the season and uh, it's not nice when that happens but it's it's hockey it's like I feel like every time when you go out there and play something might happen so just unfortunately it happened to me but yeah overall like the team last year was unbelievable we were doing good we're two wins away from the going up to SHL. So uh, it was super close. And uh, I think uh, we want to do it again, but this time all the way. So I'm looking forward to do that. Well, you already pretty much commented on that. But what are the biggest differences between the Finnish and Swedish playstyles? I think it's... Uh, I think SHL is more close to Liga, maybe. But... Uh, I think Liga is uh, it's more controlled. It's like slower. There's more trap. Uh, it's more defensive league than uh, Allsvenskan. I think in here, it's more like back and forth. It's more like uh, offensive style of hockey. And uh, it's more skating too. I feel like it's, uh, it's back and forth hockey. So you have to be able to skate to do well. And uh, I think this league is a good fit for me. I enjoy the kind of hockey what we play here. And, and this league, so it's a really good league. Yeah, well, like you said, you ended the year with a silver medal. So how big of a disappointment it was to not grab home the title and move up the ranking? And did that leave some kind of hunger for the team for this year? Yeah, of course, uh, it's super tough to lose the finals. We uh, we were so close, two wins away. And uh, of course, like... When we think about this year, I think everyone on the team knows uh, knows what we want, especially after the last year. And I think we have been in finals like three years in a row or something. So it's about the time to go all the way now. So could you say that the team's expectations were already in the finals last year or did they somehow kind of materialize during the season? I think the players and the coaches and, and everyone if they're coming here, signing for going up. So that's like one of the reasons why I came here. It was like playing a top team and get the chance to win and go up. So that's the thing. I think we have an unbelievable team this year too. So uh, it's going to be a fun year for sure. What about the expectations for you personally? Oh yeah, for me, it's like I I want to help the team win. Of course, I want to the best version of myself and like show how good I can be I think I can uh, I can make it and that's how I can help the team as well but for me my goal is to win and the team too so uh, usually when you do that if you win a lot you do good so 
that's about it. So it's title or a bust is pretty much. Not the bust, but title would be nice. I'd say that. Okay. Then I would like to dive a bit deeper into your mind since, as you said in your interview with IS, you felt that you were a little boy during the early days of your young hockey career. So what was so different back then, which changed since growing up and becoming a professional? Yeah, I think it was like how I handled all the mistakes on the ice. And uh, like mental-wise, I wasn't ready at all. And I wanted to win super badly every game. But after a mistake, I was just, pretty much gliding and looked like I, I couldn't care less. And uh, I don't know what, what caused all that. I could play a game where I scored two, three points in first 15 minutes. And on the minute 18, I made a mistake and they scored. That was like game over for me. I just couldn't handle them. And uh, I think it's been uh, affecting my career and draft and everything as well. Like I wasn't mentally good enough. But it changed. I, I, I've been working with it. And uh, just uh, sad it was like that. But it's easy to say now, what if, what if. But yeah. Well, looking at your future, what are your goals? And what do you still want to accomplish as a player? Well, I signed here for uh, playing uh, top team and win. And uh when I signed here, I, I knew if I'm going to do good in this league, uh, I might have a chance in uh, SHL. And that was one of my uh, goals when I signed here. But uh, I just want to play as many games now as I can without any trouble. And then we'll see. I want to like try all of my potential now. Like I feel like I can do even better. We'll see. Time shows that. I uh, I hope I'm right. Do you still have your eyes set on the NHL or do you feel like that ship has already sailed? I uh, think there's always a chance. Like I don't think about that every day or anything, but I just uh, try to try to play as, as good as I can. And we'll see. Of course, it's a dream for, uh, I think, every hockey player. So we'll see. I, I try to play my best and uh, for sure now it's... Uh, super far away but uh we'll see anything is possible i like to believe that then last question related to your hockey career this one i like to ask from our every guest and you unfortunately are not an exception so what do you feel like has been the toughest moment from your career uh, i think uh, there's no one i think there's many and for me they are dangerous and uh, how they happened after like getting back from my injury, I got a new one many times, like almost right away after. So I think it's that like all injuries together for me is uh, what's been the most uh, bad for me for uh, for my hockey career and toughest. Yeah, but that will be all from your own career. But during the season, do you enjoy to watch hockey during your spare time or do you just casually watch the highlights here and there? Actually, when I was younger, uh, I used to watch a lot when we didn't play our practice, like Liga games, sometimes Mestis too. Nowadays, I don't watch that much. If there's a good primetime initial game, I watch that or a few periods, but not 
that much anymore. Highlights I watch uh, pretty often too, but I do that pretty often. Do you have any other sports you play or enjoy watching outside of hockey, or do you relax by watching more movies and TV series and stuff like that? I watch uh, football, Champions League and uh, Premier League as well. Not all the games are like, I don't have a favorite team, but when they have a good game, I, I like to watch. And uh, golf too. I uh, I watch golf sometimes. If there's a big tournament, I, I enjoy that. And uh, that's what I do during the summers as well. I play a lot of golf and uh, I think it's a unbelievable game. So I'm a big golf guy. First of all, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Okay. That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> and what's the handicap? I think I'm around eight now. Maybe uh, I I don't remember exactly, but I think around eight, eight point two or something. So I play a lot during the summers. It's uh, I think when you train, it's it's good for the recovery as well. You walk like ten kilometers every round when you play. It's nice to hang out with the bodies as well. Just talk about everything and play golf. It's it's fun and relaxing, of course. Then, if you had to pick your go-to guy on golf, who would it be if Tiger wouldn't be in the counting? I like Cam Smith a lot. He's been playing so good, so he's always like in the like leaders group. So I like him a lot. I like Tommy Fleetwood as well. He's one of my favorites. And uh, yeah, if I have to say now, it's pretty much those two guys. And big dog person, am I right? Yes, yes, I am. And the last question related to hockey, which is another staple of this show. Who do you think is going to win the cup this year? Who's your favorite? Uh, I don't have a favorite team. Maybe I should go with uh, Columbus because they drafted me. Uh, what do you think? But they ain't winning the Stanley Cup that dark and they're sure. Yes, I know that. I want to go easy and say Colorado. It was so impressive last year. I actually watched uh, a lot of those games last year and... Uh, They're going to be tough to beat in the playoffs for sure when they have those guys like McKinnon, Rantanen, Landeskog, those guys in front, Lockhart in the defense. And I think they have a better goalie this year as well. I'm not a big fan of Darcy Kemper. I'm going to say Colorado. Yeah, well, I have them in the finals as well, so I will support you on that thought. And then the last question before we head to the last part of our interview. Please explain your nickname, the River Ship. <laughs> That's uh, uh, I I don't know how to explain that. It just came from. I guess it's from the. They have those uh like nice bars and restaurant in in, in Turku. They're called like Jokilaivat, and when you translate it in English, it's like River Ship, basically. So I guess I had some uh some good nights in Turku. I had some fun and. Uh, Maybe it's coming from there, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly. It just like it came from a long time ago. So I think it, it can be related to those boats in Turku because they're nice. I can could, I could say that. Okay. Anything else you want to add before we move on to our last segment? No, I think uh, I think we're good. Let's Let's move on. Yeah. Then it is time to move to our last segment of this week's interview. The Notorious, Snapshots, and the Trifect. First, 
I'm going to throw you 12 questions that are along the lines of favorite movie, music genre, oh, etc. I'm so bad in this. And since this is the snapshots, we are going to need some quick answers here. So you need to be on your toes on this. And I can say whatever, like what pops on my mind. Yeah, pretty much. Well, if that's clear, we will get to it. First one, best D partner you've ever had. Eric Alte. Press box popcorn or grocery stick in the middle of the bench. Popcorn. Team you hated to play against. <sighs> Sport. Who's the most famous person whose phone number you have? Patrick Lange. Favorite boy band? Backstreet Boys. Love that. Favorite moment from your career thus far? Uh, winning the gold with uh, under 20. Funniest teammate you've had? Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Alex Hutchins, who I'm playing now. He's super funny. Favorite Finnish dish? Porankaristos. Slapper or a snapper from the point? Slapper, anytime. Favorite NHL team? Colorado. Celebrity crush? Ah, Shakira. And the last one. With what grades did you graduate from Hogwarts? Uh, straight A's perfect then the last section of this interview the trifecta there will be three different scenarios and you need to select three of your former or present teammates to be your partner in each category and only one for each so choose wisely and brief explanation for each selection would be beneficial okay so are you ready yes the scenarios are Two-week hiking trip to Norwegian mountain range. Second one, road trip across the States by car. And the last one, your travel guide to Bangkok. On the first, I'm gonna take uh, Topi Pipponen. It's pretty easy. He loves hiking and he's basically living in a forest. So I'm gonna go with him. And then the second one was, the, was it the road trip? Across the U.S.? Yeah. Maybe I go with uh, Alex Hutchings, who I already mentioned, because he's he's super funny, so it's not going to be a boring trip. It's going to be fun for sure. And then what what was the last one? Your travel guide to Bangkok. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to say my former uh, e-partner from uh, Saipa Times, uh, Markus Koyo. He knows what he's doing in Bangkok for sure. So we take that. Okay, great answers across the board. And that pretty much says it all for this week's interview. So do you have any last words for our listeners before we sign off for today? Yeah, this was uh, it was nice. Thanks for having me. I can say, say that to you now. And uh, no, nothing special like winter is coming. Have a, have a nice winter and uh, Christmas time. This was nice. Small Game of Thrones reference there. But thank you, Betty, for coming on. Your journey has for sure been one that earns some recognition. And I feel very privileged to have you on the show and to be able to share your story to our listeners as well. I hope that you can fully focus on the future ahead of you and we can see that smooth stride in the open eyes as much as possible. So good luck for the rest of the season. And I expect to see you guys in the finals this spring again. 
Thank you, Betty, for coming on to the show. It really was nice to catch up with the guy, and I hope that the joy translated to you during the interview as well. As I said during the intro, next week we will head back to our usual NHL talk, so come back next week to hear some speculation about the current state of the NHL season. And if you haven't already, go check out the social media pages from the description and press the big buttons on there to show your support for the show. And if you've done that already, I thank you for your gesture and wish to see you again next week, my guy. But that's pretty much it for this week. Hope you enjoyed another guest episode. It's been a pretty hectic time for me school-wise and fortunately I've been able to have guests on the show to alleviate some pressure on that front. But I think you don't mind that one bit quite vice versa but thank you so much for listening this week's episode i hope you have an awesome week you absolute rock star stay tuned stay safe until next time all right